Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you and enjoy. Right, so, Jesus, just thank you. Thank you that you are always present with us and just help us, Jesus, to... Help us to become more and more aware of that. Even if if right now we just take a moment. Jesus, you are with us now. And we just presence ourselves here with you. Help us to not be thinking about what's ahead or what's behind. But help us be present with you in this moment right now. That we might hear and catch your heart. Jesus' name, Amen. 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 So um, we kind of started this series in a bit of a strange way because we didn't meet in person last Sunday, um, and so we started this series on the blog, um, and therefore just give a really quick recap. What I shared in that blog last week was looking at how we, as a community, have embodied being Barnabas and what that looks like to be Barnabas and what it feels like to be Barnabas. Um, and we talked about the the way we've been able to support other churches, the way we've been able to work with charities, work with people, where we've been able to do our worship evenings, where we've been able to um, provide for people financially or with time and energy and resource and so many different ways that we over the last... Um, four or five years have been able to embody what it is to be Barnabas, to move people forward on their journey and to, to meet people where they are and help them forward, whether it's individuals, whether it's charities, whether it's organisations, churches, whatever it may be. We've really done that as a whole church community beautifully well. And I think with everything we're doing in this moment where we're going on this journey with, with St John's, I think it's important to remember that because I think in remembering that, we remember what we bring into that that space with St. John's. We remember what we we bring in there and the DNA of who we are that gets brought into that space. Um, And as I was looking at that Barnabas stuff, this this idea of him being all in was something that just kept coming through and coming through and coming through. That he kind of was all in with his money. We see that when he kind of sold a field and gave all the money to the church early on in the first moment we meet him. That's how we meet him. That the, there's this man who sells a field and gives everything he's got from that field to them. We see it with his all-inness with his reputation, that he risks his reputation, his status by by backing Saul when others were unsure about him because of his past. And we see him being all-in with how he was with people, that he backed John Mark when Paul wanted to give up on him. And then John Mark went on and did, did some amazing things. And this idea of him being all-in is just a really beautiful picture of this is a person who's seen something and because of what he's seen he can't but help go well I've, I've seen what happens when we when we when I sell my money and I've seen what happens when I believe in people I've seen what happens or I've seen what's going on in their lives and it just changed the way he was and the way he conducted himself and I just think it, it, it's a really interesting thing to kind of follow his all-in nature this all-in set of actions. And I think we as a community have, have done that in the past. We, we've gone all-in in supporting churches or people or places or events or whatever it may be. 
And I think, as I said, you can see it kind of track through in the life of Barnabas that in, if you want to turn to it, you can always just make notes on it, it's fine. So in Acts 4, um, we kind of get introduced to Barnabas and it talks about the fact that he sold a field and then from the proceeds from that field, he laid those, that, those proceeds at the, at the apostles' feet. So there's this guy who's got some property he sold <laughs> that property, that land, and he has then given the proceeds from that to the apostles, to the church. And it's just this beautiful idea of him selling this thing, gathering up all the, the, the money that, that's come from it, and then planting it in the church. That he didn't have to plant it all, but he wanted to plant it all. He's gathered up everything he got from it, and he plants it there. And I think it just sets a a really nice picture of what Barnabas goes and does and is. That this is a man who gathers up what he has and then he places it somewhere and with people. And we see the same in Acts 9 where he encounters Saul um, and in a similar kind of way, I almost have this beautiful picture of him gathering up all of his reputation, gathering up all that he had a status and reputational weight with the church that he was with, with the people that, that he was with, and saying, I'm going to plant this and put this all into this person called Saul. Everybody else is panicking about this guy. This guy's killed Christians. He's, he's persecuted the church. And Barnabas basically gathers up all of his reputation and goes, right, but I believe in him. Which is where we get that famous but Barnabas phrase from, that, that he shifted the trajectory and the, and the transition of what was going on. And it is, it's that kind of, status he in in this situation not sold property but he's basically gone i'm backing Saul to such a degree that i, that I put my reputation on the line that imagine if barnabas was wrong imagine if Saul was deceptive and manipulative was pretending to have come to a faith in jesus always trying to pull the wool over everyone's eyes and barnabas backs him that's barnabas's reputation down the drain it wasn't a guaranteed it wasn't like oh he's definitely turned his life around he's definitely met jesus definitely is. but barnabas saw something and therefore because of that, he gathered up his reputation and he planted it and sowed it into Saul. in the same way he gathered up the proceeds from the field and he planted it and sowed it into the church and we see it again for a third time when in later on in the journey with with um, barnabas and paul they have john mark and john mark's left them um on a mission trip and then they're talking about where they're going to go next and whether they should take John Mark with them. And, and, and Barnabas wants to. Paul doesn't because he's abandoned them before. Why would I take him again? He, he, he's let us down before. And they have this really sharp disagreement. These two people, Paul and Barnabas, who have journeyed together for so long, have this real sharp disagreement. Why? Because Barnabas is gathering up again all of his belief, all of his sense of future, and he's placing it in this person, John Mark, this person who's let him down, who's abandoned them, but he's going, I've seen something in you. And so almost in this sense, Barnabas is gathering up his his future plans because the clear impression of what we read there in that moment in Acts, uh, I think it's Acts 14 or 13, that moment is the, the, the plan is for Paul and Barnabas to go on together. That That's the plan. The plan is for them to continue this journey of planting churches, of seeing people come to faith in Jesus, of, of seeing the whole region reach with the message of Jesus. That's the plan. Because they work so beautifully together. That's Barnabas' future. 
to be working with Paul. But instead of working with Paul, he's basically taken, gathered all of his future and gone, I believe in you, John Mark. That's high risk. Because then we don't really hear from Barnabas again. We do hear from Paul, but we don't hear from Barnabas. So Barnabas took his entire future and he went, but I've seen something in you, John Mark. I'm going to back you. I'm going to put my, my trust in you. So we have this beautiful imagery of this, this person Barnabas going, I've sold the field, I've gathered up all the proceeds and I've planted it and sowed it into the church. I've, I've seen something in, in, in Saul and I've gathered up all of my reputational weight and I've backed him. Or I've gathered up all of my future plans, everything that I had thought I was going to be doing and I'm placing it in this person, John Mark. And they did this beautiful picture and I think we have done similar things. And we are going to be doing something similar with the, with the journey we're going on with St. John's. That we are gathering up all that we've done, all that we are, all that we've become, everything that, that is about our finances, everything that's about our, our reputation and weight, everything that's about our future. And we are going, we're taking all of this and we're taking the enormous risk and going, we're planting it here. And that is a risk in the same way it was a risk for Barnabas. It was a risk for him to sell, the, the, to give the money he had to the church. That was a risk. He didn't have to do it, but he chose to. In the same way, it was a risk for him to back Paul, Saul, who became Paul. Didn't have to, but he chose to. It was a risk for him to, to believe in John Mark, and he chose to. So there's a risk attached to this, but there's something about what Barnabas does is he's, he is high risk. In everything he does, he's high risk. Because he believes that if it's high risk, there's high reward. That if I can get past this anxiety, the worry, the concern of what might go wrong and actually go with what I think is going to go right, there's high reward in that. Rather than playing, I'll just give half the money of the field. Or I'll tentatively back saw. Or I'll give John Mark one more chance, but if he lets me down again, then that's it. Barnabas is all in because of the way... He is and what he's seen. And we as a community embody that. But it brings with it risk. It brings with it the opportunity. This could go wrong. But if it goes right, it could be beautiful. It could be stunning. And therefore you have this situation with Barnabas. That Barnabas believed that by planting the money, by sowing the money from the field, gathering up and planting it into the church, that it would bring an ability for the church to do what it was meant to do. In its early stages. This is the beginning of the church. They, they needed a resource. They needed ability to provide for people, to, 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 to just kind of um, ensure people were taken care of, to make sure things could happen in the same way that everyone needs money to make things work. They needed that money. And Barnabas took a chance to say, look, I, there needs to be investment into this thing. So I'm going to invest in it. I'm going to sell the field I've got and I'm going to invest into this thing because I believe in it. And he saw something of what could happen with the church in its early stages that it could become something that is what we see today. That it has its faults, it has its failures, but we're talking about an organisation of people, a group of people that have been existing and functioning for over 2,000 years. That we still meet as an expression of what they did back there. I was reading the book of Acts with Zach. We're 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 going through the book of Acts at the minute. And he was genuinely... Stunned and amazed, like that—that's when the church starts. I'm like, oh, that. like that's the same thing we're part of. That's like exactly that, the same thing. And, then, and there was this beautiful, beautiful moment for him of like going, "Wow, it's been going on for that long. 
And I think sometimes we become so familiar with the stories that we forget it's been going on for that long. And Barnabas saw that. I can take the money I've got from this field and I can do this. And in doing that, it's going to enable something to grow. So the risk was worth it because the reward was enormous. Or with, with Paul, that by planting his status and reputation in Saul, he believed that there was something God was doing in this man that would revolutionise what we know as church. He, he, he saw something. He believed that despite all the fear and anxiety that was around who this person was and what he'd been, Barnabas was like, but there's something about him. God's doing something in him and I'm going to risk my reputation on backing this man, on, on supporting this man. Because he thought something could come from it, and it did. There is, I would suggest, and many would, would, would concur, that there has not been a more influential person in the church, other than Jesus, on forming what we believe as our Christian faith in Paul. He's written 14 books of the New Testament, but just the way that that has shaped and formed what we would believe and practice today, so much of that has come from from what Paul brought in his relationship with Jesus. Barnabas saw that and took a big risk with his reputation. I've seen it, it could go badly wrong, but if it goes right, oh my goodness me, this could be stunning. And that's the Barnabas thing. He sees this thing and he goes, right, okay, there's chance this, but I've seen something and I'm going with it. The same thing with John Mark, that Barnabas risked his future. He went, I'm not gonna go with you, Paul, and do all the things you're going to do and enjoy what we would say is the, the majority of the book of Acts. I'm going to separate from you now and it's going to be Silas that goes off with you. I'm going to be here with John Mark and almost disappear. To reputationally, future-wise, I look like I disappear. But I've seen something in John Mark that I can't unsee. Yes, he's abandoned us. Yes, he's, he, he's given up on us, but there's something about him. And he risked his future for this person. And we see with John Mark because he believed in him. And what we see with John Mark is that not only was John Mark as an individual clearly transformed by the work of Barnabas with him, but we see that he also then became an amazing support and help to Paul and the early church developing further. That this person, John Mark, who abandoned Paul and Barnabas on their mission trip because Barnabas worked with him became the person that Paul called on when everybody else was abandoning him. That, that John Mark's transformation had been so profound from abandoner to the, the one he Paul specifically asked for in Timothy. And he says, look, can you send John Mark to me because I need him? In the context of Paul saying, everybody in Asia has left me. I need him. The person who abandoned me suddenly now is the one that he calls on. We know that. When we're in time of pressure, when we're in time of challenge, we go to the people we know, actually, by call on them, they'll be there. At a drop of a hat, they'll be there. Me and Susie often say that kind of phrase, oh, we know if we rang them up, they'll be there straight away. It's that kind of thing, isn't it? And that, that's what Paul's doing with John Mark. He's saying, look, everyone else is leaving me. Who do I go for? Who do I call on? I need John Mark. Would you send him, please? That's the same person who left him. What's the difference? Barnabas. Barnabas saw something in John Mark at that moment of, of low... Of, of kind of probably feeling bad about himself, feeling rubbish about himself. John saw something in him, risked his future to invest into John Mark 
John Mark himself was transformed, but it also transformed the church because Paul could draw on him and then go and do what they needed to do. And that's the thing with Barnabas, that he he saw something in these three situations that meant the risk was worthwhile. He's like, if I can make this step, gather up everything I've got and sow it into this situation, what's going to grow from that is going to be stunning. And I believe that we are in exactly the same situation. I believe that there is a significant, amazing possibility that what we do in this next step with St. John's is not just going to be a nice idea. There will be some good, nice bits. But it's going to be something that is significant and profound in what it does for us, but also what it does for them and what it does for the city and beyond. And I believe we will look back at moments like this and be like, man, do you remember when we did that? In the same way I believe Barnabas looked back and went, yeah, remember that? That was cool, wasn't it? I think it'll be one of those moments. I think we'll look back and go, wow, do you remember that? Do you remember that moment? Because I believe what I see is that two church communities coming together and the DNA of those two church communities being something that is so complementary and so so empowering with the other that, that it will multiply our strengths. That the strengths that we bring and the strengths that St. John's bring, I believe that coming together will, will, will be a profound um, enhancement and, and, and development of both. That the sum of the parts will be greater than, than the kind of what it should be. That it add to it and bring it together in, in this profound way. I believe that, that we will see people become even more radically in love and living for Jesus because of what will grow from this environment. That Paul and Barnabas, the place they came together, probably one of the most profound moments was Antioch. St. John's, I've always felt there's a sense of Paul about them. There was an academicness, a kind of a, a um, kind of teaching gift about them as a church community. We obviously have always felt an identity and an affiliation with Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas being in the same space is Antioch. When you look at what Antioch is, Antioch is the first place where people were called Christians. There's an identity thing there. It was the place where multiple churches were planted from across the whole region. It became their base where they operated from. And it became a place where people were discipled and strengthened in the context of multiple um, age context but also diversity it became the diverse church in our region in the city in the area sorry and i believe that as we come together in that context it will just cause this sense of just radical living for jesus to grow and become more than we've ever seen it before i think there'll be a sense of discipleship that will spread across all of us and what we've been doing with the rule of life or other things this sense of just personal development for each of us and growth in our in our walk with jesus but also, I believe there's something incredibly significant about the generational connection. That we are, there's a complementary, there's a complementary mix of gifting and DNA, but also of ages. And I think there'll be this sense of just this connection across the ages, from the youngest to the oldest, and this sense of just life that comes about from that, of seeing every age group just embody who they're called to be and be who they're called to be that then becomes a challenge and a provocation to others in the city and beyond. I believe we'll see new birth. I believe we'll see people both naturally give birth 
but also spiritual people become Christians and become born again and then that kind of thing will just, I believe, will grow and we'll be amazed at what is happening. That it'll almost be like open doors of pushing and go, oh my goodness me, more people want to come and know Jesus. I believe that that is a possibility because that's what happened when Paul and Barnabas mixed together. When, when they came together in Antioch, they changed stuff. A new birth came about. I believe that we will see a city resourced. I believe that as we plant ourselves in this environment, that what will grow from that environment will enable us to do all that we've done so far, but on an even bigger level. And I don't mean bigger like small numbers, but I mean a bigger in terms of being able to do it for more spaces. We have been limited by just the, the sheer numbers of us, but we've been able to do so much phenomenal stuff. And I believe that we have been city resourcing or city reaching in the sense that we have resourced and reached a city from us being Hope Springs. Now, I believe when we plant ourselves, that will grow and be even bigger. Be able to reach even further and see a city transformed, see a city reached. New churches planted, other churches supported, grafted into, have the best brought out of them, like we've done so far, but again, even more. And for me, this planting just in the same way that Barnabas saw something by giving them money from the field, by gathering up and planting it, by gathering up his reputation, planting it in Paul, by gathering up his, rep- his future and planting it in John Mark, and then the results of those things were formative and shaping for the church in its early days. I believe that what we're about to do will be formative and shaping for the church in this city and beyond. And that sounds very grand, and I'm really hoping in two, three years or four times you'll come back and say, remember you said that, Steve? And that's what I really, really believe in, and I'm hoping. And for all of us and what we bring as a community, but also as individuals, it's key. We are all needed because we are what I'm talking about here. We are the gathering up of us and going, this is who we are. And we come into that space. But it is a risk. There's always a risk. But I don't think, I don't think we can ever be in a situation where the reward is enormous and the risk is small. I don't think that ever happens. I think we see big reward from big risk. I think we, think we see small reward from small risk and no reward from no risk. Because faith, that God says he, he is a rewarder of those who, 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 who put their faith and trust in him, who seek him. Faith is a risk. Faith is like this thing I can't see, this thing I can't touch or taste or feel, but I'm going to do it anyway. That's a risk. We are taking a faith step, but God says he is a rewarder of those who do that. And the bigger risk we take, the bigger faith step we take, the bigger the reward will be. Because planting the seed is taking a risk. But the first person we ever see do this is God himself. That God gathered up everything he was and he planted it on the earth in Jesus. That he gave everything he was and took the risk and said, I'm going to plant you as a baby on the earth. That he is the same as Barnabas in that sense. Barnabas has copied this from the DNA of who God is. I'm like, okay, I've seen this in God, I'm going to do the same thing. That God gathered up everything he was and then planted himself on the earth in Jesus. And that seed that he planted died. It stayed dead for three days. That everyone thought it was the end. Everyone thought that this is just it's done, it's finished, it's kaput, it didn't work, did it? But it's God is not the God of just the seed dying. God is God of resurrection. That God brings that thing which dies back to life. And it, that bringing that back to life revolutionised and transformed everything 
But it's only God who can do that. And I believe we are stepping into a phase where it's only God that can do it. Because we can do church. We can make church happen. We can do some cool stuff. Good stuff. We can do some interesting and exciting things. But it's only God who can bring life to the dead. Only God who can say, okay, I've seen you, you what, what you planted. I am going to resurrect that. And when God gets his hand on something and resurrects it, then all bets are off about what that looks like. And that's what Barnabas did. He said, I'm going to take this seed from my field, I'm going to plant it here, and then the church exploded. I'm going to take this seed of my reputation and my, my status, and I'm going to plant it in here, and the thing exploded with Paul. I'm going to take this seed of my future, I'm going to plant it in John Mark, and it's just going to cause the church to continue to grow. Because God took that seed and went, I'm going to breathe life into that. And it's only God, and that is the place to be. Because God himself says this. Jesus, when talking about his own life and what he's come to do, said this, Most assuredly I say to you, this is in John 12, Most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. It's limited. It's restricted. It's, it's, it's there. But if it dies... It produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. Follow my example. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, my father will honour him. What she's talking about there, that he came to earth to die as a seed. And then that seed produced much grain. Because God honoured that. And in this, that's what God is calling us to do as well. To follow the example of Jesus. And in all we're doing, everything we're stepping into, there is nerves, there is anxiety, there, there is concerns, of course there is. We all feel that. But on the other side of that, is this beautiful thing that we get to be a part of. That God's going, I want you guys to be a part of this thing. And that is beautiful. And that is special. So Jesus, we just thank you that you are calling us to follow your example. You've not got a lesser call for us, you've not got a lesser responsibility for us, but you're calling us to follow your example. And thank you that you come alongside us as we step out and take risks. You come alongside us as we step out into those spaces that are uncomfortable. The, the Holy Spirit, you are our comforter. The comforter who comforts us in the uncomfortable moments. And I just pray that as we step out into this journey with St. John's, that in those uncomfortable moments, in those challenging moments, you would help us become even more aware of your comfort and your closeness with us. You would help us to keep walking and keep moving forward, knowing that what we're doing is not just for now, is not just for us, although it will be good for now and it will be good for us, but this is something so much bigger, so much faster than us. And just thank you that you have called us to be a part of that. Thank you that you've called us to be this Barnabas community. Thank you that you've given him as an example for us to follow as he follows Jesus. And just pray that you would help us to just continue to follow you, Jesus. To do what you've called us to do. To be who you've called us to be. And thank you that you'll walk with us in it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.